Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Emily Jimenez, Director of Operations of Golden Steps, Oklahoma. How are you doing today, Emily? Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for spending some time with us here on Business Ninjas. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Golden Steps, Oklahoma. So I am the Director of Operations of the State of Oklahoma. Um, Golden Steps ABA is a nationwide company. We provide behavioral health services for children on the autism spectrum in 12 states um, across the Midwest and the East Coast. Um, we have been in business for about five years now, and we're continuing to grow rapidly. Excellent. And, and what's your background? How did you end up at Golden Steps, Oklahoma? I ended up in, at Golden Steps, Oklahoma, um, kind of haphazardly. I didn't expect to end up here, but I'm very, very glad that I did. Um, I've been in the field of ABA for about nine years now. I started out as an RBT, so a registered behavioral therapist. Um, I was providing direct therapy to children on the spectrum in a school setting, actually. I worked at a school for children with autism um, in Virginia um, called the Peninsula School for Autism. And the school that I worked at was for children who had severe behavior, who either were unable to attend public school or who had been kicked out of public school, um, who really were heavily impacted by autism and related disorders, um, who were unable to um, get the support that they needed in the school system. Um, and really the career field kind of fell into my lap. I was actually in school for nursing. Um, my goal was to become a midwife. Um, and then my best friend was a behavior analyst and she, I was trying to earn money to go to school. And she was like, well, you should become an RBT. You would really like it. And I am not kidding when I say two hours into being an RBT, I completely changed everything. <laughs> changed my major to psychology and that's history so here I am. history yeah. hey yeah. It's, it's important to pay attention to the left turns along the way because sometimes they are the right path right mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and then the time came to make the decision like do I become a behavior analyst or go operations operations is where I'm at so yeah, the landscape of autism, uh, I mean, there has just been an explosion in diagnoses in the last, let's say, decade. I don't know if that is a change in in the parameters for the spectrum or if it is an environmental or a chemical situation. Some people seem to think there are pesticides contributing to these numbers, but uh, you guys obviously perform a very important surface. Um, tell me about the COVID years. I would think that distance learning would exacerbate some of these situations to the point where you guys, there is more of a need for your service than ever. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I will say for organizations like ourselves, we're an in-home provider primarily. Uh, we just entered into the clinic-based market in 2022. Um, and so for individuals or, you know, for organizations like us, um, it was something that didn't really heavily impact us because we were already in individuals' homes. And so for those kiddos who were not going to school, um, it was okay because we could already go into those homes and provide those services for them. Um, also, we didn't have clinics to worry about closing, right? Um, because because we have, we were one-on-one -on -one already. We had our kiddos, we had our therapists, 
Um, and in regards to worrying about vaccines and things of that nature, hey, therapist, get your vaccine, go into the home, wear your mask, you're good to go. Um, and then in regards to exposure and things of that nature, we already knew where they were going because they were already one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and so the risk wasn't as great as, you know, those clinics where we had, you know, 45 RBTs, 45 clients in a building, um, you know, those organizations that had a much higher risk. Um, and at the time during COVID, I wasn't with Golden Steps. Um, during COVID, I was with another organization. And so we did have to shut down. <laughs> and that was a, a really um, high impact on our revenue. Um, and it was incredibly challenging. And for our field as a whole, it was very challenging. And we did have to shift our approach to therapy. Telehealth was something that was covered that wasn't covered before for direct therapy, which was really challenging because how do you provide direct therapy for a child who has a very short attention span and is nonverbal over a computer screen, right? Like now all of a sudden the parents have to become heavily involved and have to be, you know, really, um, really available when a lot of times they're not as available and involved. So um, it was it was definitely a shift in our approach for sure. What's the origin story of Golden Steps ABA? When did they come to be? Yeah, great question. So um, Golden Steps started in 2018. Um, Mark Woolmark, who is our CEO, started our organization in Tennessee. Um, and he decided to um, start ABA because the ABA, ABA was um, really a, something that um, he saw as a service that could be providing support to an underserved community in Tennessee. Um, there was not a lot of support in 2018, and it was just an untapped market. There was such a deep, deep need for support for the autism community, and nobody was there to be able to help these kiddos who really, really needed support. Um, and so Mark looked around and was like, hey, let's provide support for these families. Um, and so Mark came in and then Joe uh, Weschler, who is our COO, was working in home health at the time. And so he had knowledge of how to be able to provide support with the insurance side of things. Um, and so Mark was like, Joe, help me out. And they got together. And so um, they got Ashley Painter, who is now one of our regional BCBAs, um, the three of them. Um, really just took off and, and started providing these in-home services. So 2018 uh, was when we first started providing services, um, really grassroots in that region. Um, and they quickly exploded in that area. Um, we're the largest in-home provider in Tennessee. And then we just like grew from there and just expanded over multiple states. How many states are you serving at this point? Um, we're in 12 states right now. Oh, and uh, would you mind rattling them off? <laughs> oh, gosh. I Hopefully I can remember all of them. Holy cow. Okay, so we are in Tennessee. We're in Maryland. We're in Georgia. We're in Oklahoma. We're in, oh, gosh, um, Oklahoma, G Georgia. Did I say Georgia? We're in Georgia. We're in Indiana. We're in, uh, I don't know if I know. Oh, North Carolina. We're in Virginia. We're in... Uh, I don't think I know all of them off the top of my head. I have put you on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. That's please, eight of them. please Google that fact. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I know them all off the top of my head. <laughs> and and how many, uh, I'm not going to say, how many locations do you have in those 12 states? So we do not have brick and mortar in every state. Okay. Um, right now we have five clinics um, mm -hmm. and those clinics are in Georgia, 
Um, they are in Tennessee. We have multiple in Tennessee. We have um, clinics in Oklahoma and Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. We have clinics in Nebraska. <laughs> we have a, which is hilarious because I've been to, to Nebraska multiple times <laughs> for for Golden Steps. Um, go. So we um, we don't have brick and mortar in every state because we are primarily in home, um, and that's how we started was in home. Excellent. The goal is to, of course, have clinics in every state. That's our that's our number one goal. Um, but you know we're we're getting started slowly, um, and the reason being is that. There is clinically, when we're talking about the gold standard of clinical care for our clients, we are, like you said, a spectrum. It is vast, right? And every client has different needs. And what the goal of ABA is, is to meet the individual needs of our kiddos, right? Um, and we want to make sure that when we're providing treatment, we're meeting that that socially significant need for that individual kiddo. Um, and so for some kids, the clinic might be a good fit. And for some kiddos, home base might be a good fit. Or for some kiddos, school might be a good fit. And we want to meet the needs of every child that comes to us. We don't want to have a wait list. We don't want to have kids that are sitting for two years waiting for services. We want to make sure that everybody gets the support that they need. And if we can't provide it for them, we want to send them where they can. Um, and that, and so that's our goal. So that's why we want to make sure we have clinics in every state. We want to make sure we have home base in every state um, so that we can meet those needs. Now, obviously, there are other providers. What makes you stand out from your competition? That's a great question. Um, we are huge believers in we do not have competitors. We have collaborators. Um, there is no lack of clients anywhere. Like you said, the numbers are rising rapidly. Right now, we're at, what, one in 44 kids are being diagnosed with autism every single year, right? So at the end of the day, we're never going to lack in clients right? It's about having clinicians. We need more clinicians, right? Um, and at the end of the day, what it boils down to is making sure that we have a place that our employees feel safe, that our employees feel supported, that our employees feel like they're being poured into and they have the resources that they need to be successful. Um, we can talk about the gold standard all day long, but gold standard means something different to every single person, right? Because philosophy matters. Um, and at the end of the day, philosophy is very, very important. And we truly believe in progressive ABA. Um, and what progressive ABA means is compassion over compliance. We want to make sure that when our kids are coming to us, that we're giving them the ability to be able to have a quality of life that is better than when they came to us. Um, we believe in leaving people better than we found them, right? Not just our clients, but also our staff. Um, and so that is what's really, really important to us, but also not just the staff and the clients that come to us, but also the other providers that in our, are in our area. We want other ABA providers that are in our area to be better than we found them too. We want speech and OT and psychologists to be better than we found them. We wanna be able to have a community of autism providers that are gonna be able to grow from each other and to be able to be better every single day. We don't wanna look around and to be tearing each other down. We wanna be able to build each other up because that's the only way that our that our field can grow and thrive. That is a beautiful mantra. If everyone on the planet decided that they wanted to leave everyone they interact with better than they found them, think about the possibilities, right? So I, yeah. I applaud that as your company, uh, your company mantra. What are the biggest challenges you're solving for your clients? Mm, great question. Gosh, um, communication. Uh, one of the biggest barriers that our clients face every single day is communication. Um, what we focus on is behavior for our clients, right? Applied behavior analysis. 
And so what do we focus on? Number one, behavior is communication bar none. And so the kiddos that come to us, we're working on functional communication to be able to help them to be able to communicate what their wants and needs are. Um, and so we give them the skills to be able to communicate whatever level of communication is best for them. That might mean they have the verbal ability to be able to say what they need. That might mean they use a AAC device, so they might use a tablet to type what they need. That might mean they have a booklet to show you what they need. Um, at the end of the day, whatever works for that individual is going to be what we focus on and what we teach. Um, and we're going to adjust our approach to make sure that we teach according to the way that our learner learns. And I assume there's a, a large component of educating and lifting up the family as well, because they're the full-time providers, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me oh, a little yeah. bit about, uh, about your interactions with the families. Parent training is one of the number one things that we focus on. Um, we have weekly meetings with our parents where we focus on not only going through the data, because data is what we focus on, right? Data is um, the number one informer of the growth that we see in our clients, because what do we do? Data analysis. Um, and so our BCBAs use that data to be able to show how we're teaching our learners um, and to adjust how we teach our learners. Um, they go through data with our parents, but they also go through helping our parents to learn how to teach as well, but also how to use what we're teaching in their daily lives and how to adjust their daily lives in a way that's meaningful to them. Um, parents don't want to be therapists. They want to be parents. They want to be able to live their lives. They want to be able to relax. They want to be able to go to the grocery store and the amusement park and to grandma's house um, and to be able to relax. And so our BCBAs work really, really hard to give them that opportunity to do those things and to do what they can to be normal, right? How often do our parents come to us and they're like, I just want to be normal. I just want to do what other families whatever, do. Whatever that word means, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so true. And at the end of the day, what do human beings all want? Every single human being on the face of this planet just want a sense of belonging. And so what do our BCBAs provide our families? They provide our families the opportunity to be able to have belonging, to be able to have inclusion. And that's what they focus on. Our BCBAs pour into our parents to give them the opportunity to be able to have that acceptance and to be able to have the opportunity to give their children that same belonging and acceptance as well. It's an important support system, right? As a provider, you have to have your feet under you to be able to care for somewhere else, someone else. So the parents absolutely have to find some level of, of comfort and presence to, to be able to do that. So I applaud that approach. Absolutely. Shift gears a little bit. Tell me about, you know, in 2023, we got to get our story out so people know what we do and why they should give us their, their business. Tell me about content and how it has played a role in the growth of Golden Steps, Oklahoma content in regards to our online presence and things of that nature. Um, content is really important to us. <laughs> um, it, it, we do definitely need it. Um, <laughs> I will say that it is something that we haven't paid a whole lot of attention to um, because we do focus a lot more on what's happening on, on the ground floor, right? Like we're really focused on our families, really focused on our kiddos. Um, and so we have had an online presence. We do have our website. We do have our Facebook. We have an Instagram that we don't use super heavily. Um, but content is important. Um, our website, we did just recently revamp in 2022. We did have a designer build out a brochure for us, which is really cute. 
Um, we have a cute little a cute little character named Robbie that has Robbie's story um, that's on our brochure that we um, share with all of our providers. Um, and so the content is really important to just kind of communicate with our families the story that we share and um, to, to let our families know that your story is also important. Um, and making sure that you share your story with others will help others to be able to have the confidence to be able to share their story as well. And that's how we all are able to be able to be heard and to be able to advocate for one another. Excellent. Yeah. Being heard in the land of autism is a very important subject, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. What is something you would like to be celebrating personally and professionally one year from today? Goodness. Um, Personally, I would like to celebrate, um, gosh, that's a hard one. I'll think on that one. Professionally, I would like to celebrate opening two more clinics. We have already opened our first clinic this year, um, and we have our sites on two more. We just signed a lease on a, another clinic in Yukon, and we have our sites on another one in Broken Arrow, and I'm crossing my fingers we'll get to open it this year. If I'm being really goal oriented, I would say even another one, like if I could open four clinics this year, I would feel like I really, I really achieved something. Um, I have another area in Sepulpa. I would really like to open a clinic there. Um, and I've been really trying to see if I can find a location. Personally, I would like to I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of personal too. I feel like I, I, I find the clinics very personal to be quite honest. Yeah. And I feel like um, they're really kind of a part of me because I really pour myself into them a lot. Um, and I do, I really pour myself into my job a lot too. Um, and my family is very supportive of, of that. Um, they, they love how, how passionate I am about my job and, and about what I do. Um, and it's hilarious because I, I was a stay-at-home mom for nine years before I went back to work. I was very blessed to have the opportunity to raise my kids until my last one went to preschool. Um, and so it's hilarious because now I'm like, I do not want to be a stay-at-home mom. I love my career. <laughs> I would never want to go back to being a stay-at-home mom. And then I was on vacation a, a while back where I got to stay at home. And I was like, I hate every second of this. I can't wait to go back to work. <laughs> uh, yeah. So your children don't have access to YouTube and will not be seeing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know it. They knew it. And all my kids were like, mom needs to go back to work. She's stressed. She's <laughs> like, mom can't sit on the couch. She doesn't know how to. I'm like, no. You know, they always say, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's a slight mm -hmm. exaggeration. We all need to find a balance, but um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that Golden Steps, Oklahoma has found the right person to carry the torch for their company because your passion <laughs> for the subject is palpable. Uh, please tell everyone what the URL is, where they can find Golden Steps, Oklahoma, and what social media channels you're using these days. Yes, absolutely. So you can go to www.goldenstepsaba.com to find our website. And we are on Facebook, we are on LinkedIn, and we are on Instagram. Excellent. Emily Jimenez of Golden Steps ABA, Oklahoma. I thank you for your time today and I thank you for what you do. Obviously, there's more of a need for it than ever and you are the right person to be helping people out there. So I wish you and your family and your company all the best and uh, thanks for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.